Good morning. Good morning. Please let my words speak for you. As I stand here on this beautiful fall morning, having enjoyed the crispness of the air that says winter is coming, and with it, hopefully, lots of rain. I stand in deep gratitude. Gratitude for this beautiful day that God has made. Gratitude for each and every person here and in Zoom and on Facebook. Gratitude for having a place to meet and for having an awesome minister to speak to us. And so I just bring <coughs> myself into this one moment, letting go of anything that has come before and anything that will be coming after. As I open my heart, I open my mind, and I open my soul, preparing to listen to Reverend Diana. And so I just know my words are coming true right now, and I say thank you, Father, Mother, God, and so it is. Amen. Thank you, Lucinda, for opening this space so beautifully. My name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and if you're new, um, I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And so we welcome you home to our community and welcome you home to your own mystic heart. It's where all of your own answers lie. And so thank you for uh, being here this morning. I know there are many things you could be doing with your Sunday mornings. I want to offer our blessings out to all of our family members who are traveling today. There are many on the road today, so we know that they are kept safely. And we begin our Teze, which is a meditative service, half of the service, however you want to look at it, um, with some joining of voices in song or chant. Stop. 
feeling how the energy shifts as we join voices. We begin our meditative journey this morning by closing our eyes if, if you're comfortable doing so or taking whatever posture feels good for you for meditation. Settling into this space and fully arriving. Becoming aware of the breath. Allowing the breath to anchor you. Deeply rooted in the present moment. The past is done. The future is not yet here. Fully present, we enter into ritual. We form and hold a powerful vision. As together we envision a web of consciousness surrounding and infusing the earth. We see and feel ourselves to be a point of radiant light in that web. And we recognize every human as a spark of divinity. One by one, we acknowledge every creature as an expression of the same light. 
every plant, every rock, grain of sand, the soil, the water, the clouds and the wind, the heavenly bodies, all aglow with the light of spirit. We know that there is no separation between us. We feel our inherent interconnectedness with all of life. As a human family with unique gifts to offer, we acknowledge our role as caretakers in sacred service to one another, to all life forms, and to the planet that sustains us all. Grounded in our oneness, we center our awareness in this month's theme, honoring the sacred, and on the object of our contemplation this morning, honoring the sacred self. I am that I am. Drawing from the Hebrew traditions this morning, there is a story in the book of Exodus in which Moses is called to lead his people out of slavery. Moses is tending his father-in-law's sheep. He is led to the far side of the desert, and there an angel of the Lord appears to him as a burning bush. Moses noticed, although the bush was on fire, it was not burning up. Curious, he went to check it out. When God saw that Moses had come to look more closely, he called, Moses, Moses. And Moses answered, Here I am. Then God said, Do not come any closer. Shed your sandals. For the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When he heard these words, Moses became afraid and hid his face. God continues telling Moses that he had heard the desperate call of the people and has come to rescue them from the Egyptians and lead them to a land flowing with milk and honey. But he needs Moses' help to lead them out of Egypt. Moses says, wait a minute. Who am I to go to Pharaoh and lead the people out of slavery? God says, no worries, I will be with you. And when you return to this mountain, the people will offer praise and thanksgiving. Then Moses says, wait a minute, who do I tell them sent me? And God replied, I am who I am. I am has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. <laughs> 
According to this ancient story, the name of God, if there can be such a thing, is I am. Every time we use the words I am, we are using the name of God. And from the Hebrew translation, this I am indicates not only existence, as in English, I exist, but it indicates an ongoing process, the appearance, the presence, and the standing of a thing. The active and continuing nature of whatever follows those powerful words. I am the coming forth of all that has ever been, all that will ever be. The I am speaks to us of the eternal and ever-present nature of the ground of all being. I am is one way that God, the divine essence, expresses itself in a material world by moving into form according to the human word. Again, looking at the Hebrew, the words used to express I am that I am can also be translated I will become what I choose to become. I will be what I will be. Or I create whatever I create.
In one sense, I am is the power of God working through the human. I call myself rich or poor. I call myself smart or dumb. I call myself young or old, and so it becomes in my experience. With these powerful words, I bind myself and I can also release myself. As the mind identifies, the person becomes. Many religions offer versions of this teaching. 
in Hinduism as one example, Tatvam Asi, I am that. Or Sohm, so I create. Here is the invitation. Use the I am to release yourself from limitations. Not to dig yourself more deeply into them. Remember that you are using your own mind, your own intelligence, your words as instruments of creation. As with any tool, it is important to make sure your instrument is sterilized, is pure. How do you purify your instrument? Cleanse it in spirit. Begin by purifying your thoughts daily through prayer, meditation, affirmation, study, sacred service, sacred community, and silent communion with the One Source. By purifying your thoughts daily, you will consciously refocus your heart and your mind. This morning, we invite you into mantra meditation to strengthen your identification with your divine self. Reverend Diana mentioned two Sanskrit mantras, Tatvam Asi, which means Thou art that, and Soham, which means I am that. In English, I am one with spirit or simply 
I am are both powerful mantras. To use the Soham mantra with mindful breathing, speak within yourself the word so as you exhale, and as you inhale, whom. Or you may reverse the order, exhaling whom and inhaling so. Whichever resonates with you is fine. With each breath cycle, you affirm, I am that, that I am. The mantra I am can be used with mindful breathing as well. Breathe in I, hold a moment. Breathe out M and hold. Again, breathe in I and exhale M. Continue this cycle, breathing in fully, holding the breath gently and releasing completely and resting a moment. I am one with spirit and I am that I am, and Tatvam Asi are mantras that do not align naturally with the breathing cycle, yet they have powerful transformational power. They may simply be repeated in the silence. Try to repeat the mantra from your heart. Avoid intellectual analysis. As we share this silent meditation together, we invite you to silently repeat one of these mantras or one of your own choosing. Stay with the same mantra for this entire meditation so that you can more fully embody its unique gift. Breathe naturally and fully, pausing after each in-breath and again after each out-breath. As the music ends, begin to repeat your mantra within. If your mind wanders, simply bring its focus back to the mantra, remembering that thou art that.
allowing the music gently to lead our attention back into this time and place. We let the mantra continue in the background of our awareness. Grateful for its soothing energy. Grateful for our deeper realization of our oneness with spirit and with one another. Thank you, God, for everyone and everything. I invite you to know with me now that spirit is moving powerfully through each one of us individually and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. With our consciousness centered securely in our divine nature, we open to inspiration as Reverend Diana continues her message this morning, each of us knowing in our heart of hearts that I am that I am. the story Moses was called into pilgrimage a journey into the unknown in search of a higher good in search of transformation he was called to place his complete trust in God in spirit, in the infinite intelligence, the field of possibility, and to sacrifice his life, his plans, and his attachment to the familiar for the good of the whole. This may be a lesson for us in sacrificing attachments to things, people, situations, and remembering to sacrifice simply means to give up one thing for something of more value. the root of the word sacrifice shares its meaning with the root of the word sacred. So to make sacred at the base of things. To recognize that all is impermanent. and so to be grounded in the deep gratitude of every moment as it unfolds. This is our invitation at the start of each new day, 
to make our own personal pilgrimage, to sacrifice our attachments to things of lower value in exchange for that which we value more. To remember that all is impermanent and to go empty-handed with our full attention on the journey. Our full faith that the search is leading to our own experience of communion. To the I am that I am. And so we close the meditation today, joining our hearts in affirmative prayer, knowing that there is only one source of all of life, one creative process, <coughs> one essence from which all things come, one substance from which all things are made. And we call this one life by many names. We call it God, we call it Spirit. We call it universe. But whatever name we use, we know that it is the I am that I am. And that it is the I am that each one of us is expressing. Each of us is a perfect and intentionally formed expression of the divine, here on purpose, irreplaceable, absolutely necessary to the fabric of life. And so I choose in this moment to remember that that is so that there are no accidents in the divine plan, if we would call it that, in the divine expression. So as we move forward today, we move into the next portion of our time together, or we move into the next portion of our day, refreshed from this knowing, reminded of who and whose we are, and trusting that our unique journey is unfolding in all of God's perfection, choosing to place our deep faith in the good, and knowing that as we experience gratitude for all of the blessings of this day and of every day, that more is given, more is expressed, more goodness is shown. And so we follow that trail of goodness. Releasing this prayer here and now, trusting that it's done its work and opened that sacred path for each one of us. <coughs> I release this word, just setting it down and letting it be.
as together we say. And so it is. Amen. So it's time for us to close the meditative part of our time together today. And as we do, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good in support of the work that we are doing here, if you choose to. And if you're joining us online, and you can go to mysticheart.org and find a donate button or a mailing address. And as we do our offering today, um, we invite you to sing along, chant along with us, down in my soul. I've got the music. I've got the music. Down in my soul. Down in my soul. I've got the music. I've got the music. Down in my soul. Down in my soul. I've got the music. I've got the music. Down in my soul. Down in my soul. treasure and love and commitment and participation the energy and love that you offer here is so appreciated and so we give thanks for these gifts as they're given today knowing that they build and grow and multiply as we build and grow and thrive in our community as we bring service outside of just these walls to those in our community 
So I say thank you, Spirit. Thank you to each heart. Thank you to the hands that have given. And so it is. So just letting you know that any money that goes in a coffee jar or the lunch basket, if you stay later on, um, is going to Farmer's Footprint right now. We're pur not purchasing. We're sponsoring our second acre of land um, to be regenerated by farmers uh, working with Farmer's Footprint. Uh, two things you might want to know about that will be in the invitations later are... <laughs> There will be a new discussion slash book circle beginning November 3rd around a book uh, to begin with called The Obesity Code. Um, the circle itself will be a wellness support circle for physical health. Uh, the book is really a good modern, up-to-date uh, overview of nutrition and what they know about nutrition at this time. So if there's anything in your health or wellness that you're working on, I invite you to check it out. We'll have uh, more information coming out in the weekly update online Monday. And it's not just about obesity. It is not at all. Health, so. It is not. It's a health and wellness support circle, and the book is just a point where we can learn some new information. So that will be starting November 3rd, so watch for your weekly update with more info on that. And that will be Thursdays from noon to 2. Other than that, we just invite you to get some coffee if you'd like to stay for others joining, which always happens about now, and a lively conversation about how the teacher Jesus in those stories brought that I am forward in time. So thank you for joining us. May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. All right, bless you. See you in a few minutes. Good morning. Good morning, both in the room, in the Zoom, and on Facebook. Please let my words speak for you. It sounds louder this time. <laughs> Taking a deep breath in. 
and releasing it. Bringing myself into this one precious crisp fall moment that God has made. I let go of anything that has come before and anything that will be coming after food. And I step into the now. I open my heart, I open my soul, I open my mind as I settle in to listen to Reverend Diana talking this morning of I Am and the Teacher Jesus, knowing that each one here receives just that one perfect little tidbit that they need for the week knowing that I am filled. Knowing that my words are coming through even as I speak them, I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Barbara, you can come up here. Are you sure? Okay. It's your spot. We saved it for you. <laughs> so if you're new with us here today, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I am the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And we just love to welcome new people home to our beloved community. And also to welcome you home to your own mystic heart, because if there are any answers to be found, that's where you're going to find them. Hopefully we can serve as a pointer to help guide you along the way. So this is the Conscious Conversations portion of our Sunday celebration. And so we begin with some music. We invite you anytime to join us singing. If you feel comfortable and want to get up and dance and move, that's all okay too. We can't stop you from here. <laughs> Welcome to the Mystic Heart. Join the celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part. Make this affirmation. Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully Hey, 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 hey,
make a joyful sound. Here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound. Hey, 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 everybody, get up on your feet. See the light. Everybody, be. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 yeah, yeah. And as our monthly chant, God is my source. Oh, I'm in the wrong key. I'm I was gonna say that just doesn't even feel right. Where are we going? I can't sing it in that big note there. I just missed it all together. God is my source, God is my power, God gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, God gives me everything I need. Love is my source, love is my power, God gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, God gives me everything I need. Peace is my source, peace is my power, peace gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, peace gives me everything I need. Joy is my source, joy is my power, joy gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, joy gives me everything I need. God is my source, God is my power, God gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, God gives me everything I need. God is my source, God is my power, God gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, God gives me everything I need. God gives me everything I need. God gives me everything I need. Don't hesitate if you want to stay standing as we take a moment to feel the vibration and the joining of our voices, the raising of that vibration, the presence of God in the body, the life energy moving through, the love energy moving through, filling you up and now coming alive in the hands feel the energy when you shift your attention to your hands you know those hands are there to your feet feeling the energy coming up through the feet and into the body just filling you from every direction moving in toward the torso around the heart and just Feeling you so full that it has to come right back out again. And as we embody our divine connection, join me in sacred ritual. Feel the power of creation moving through you as together we hold our vision of a love-soaked world. A world where peace and joy 
and abundance and generosity and justice and freedom are the living principles that guide every thought, word, and action in every life. Where all humans practice loving kindness and compassion and care for our planet as the sacred home that she is. We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety of a warm and comfortable home, medical care, education, healthy relationships, right livelihood, creative contribution, and a sense of deep belonging. A world in which all beings are valued for their inherent goodness and light. Where the peace we cultivate within shows up as a world free of hatred and violence. We're creating a world that knows no greed where there is absolute abundance in simply having enough. Where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a full and rich and contented life. In this new world of our creation, every member of the human family serves as a conscious vessel through which spirits, energy, and gifts may flow. Like the prophet Nehemiah, we are doing a good work here, and we cannot come down. We cannot come down, and we will not come down. Knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but inevitable, we align our steps. We take the necessary actions in thought, word, and deed to allow this world to come forth in all of its grace and all of its beauty. We know that it's coming forth right here and right now as we hold and speak our powerful vision. As community, we are making a difference. We are making a positive imprint. We, each of us, is a beneficial presence on the planet. So we give thanks for all that is unfolding, and we let it be. And together we affirm this by saying, and so it is. Amen. Ah, soak up that energy. Love the energy shift. Our prayer and our vision together create such a shift. And it may be a small shift when we look at the planetary scale, but it's a shift nonetheless. What a perfect way to get started with a con conscious conversation this morning. So, this morning our topic has been the I that I am. I am that I am. So let's, I'm going to take a couple minutes to create a context because this is kind of like continuation from this morning and some of you weren't here for the Taze part so that you're not coming in halfway through the story. 
During Teze, we spent time contemplating the story of Moses as he was called by God to lead his people out of slavery. So we took a really brief look at that story. Moses was not happy, to say the least. He didn't think he was the one. He didn't think he had the gift. He didn't. He's going, no, 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 no. But then he said yes. He says, wait a minute, who do I tell them sent me? Who do I tell them sent me? And God replies, I am who I am. At least that's one translation. I am has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. So this was the answer. So just with that little nutshell, Many of us might know this, the full story. I'd like to cut to New Testament. Book of John. Where Jesus is using the same phrase, I am, in his teachings. This would have been about a 12 or 1300 year jump forward on the timeline. So remember that Jesus was Jewish and had likely grown up with the story of Moses as part of his people's history and culture. And yet it is written that he spoke these words to his followers. So he knew that the I am that I am was the voice of God, right? And he says to his followers, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the true vine. Hmm. So as I mentioned earlier, according to the ancient story, the name of God, if there can be such a thing, is I am in this story. And so what it might be telling us is that every time I use the word I am, I am voicing the name of God. I am, I am giving voice or direction to the power that is held in the voice of, of God, the name of God. And from the Hebrew translation, I am, we talked about, not only indicates existence, like in English, you know, I am, I exist, but it also suggested an ongoing process of existence. It pointed to an active and ever-present and continuing nature of whatever follows those powerful words. So it's not just I am right here in this moment, but I have always been and will always be, even in a timeless sort of way, in an eternal sort of way. Okay, so all that said for context, who does this guy think he is? And why would he say such things? He definitely believed it. 
Okay? He believed it what? What did he believe? That he was the I am. Okay? That he was the I am. The spirit was within him. The spirit was within him. Okay? He had faith in that spirit within him. Okay? He had faith in the spirit within him. He understood his divinity. He understood his divinity. And his actions followed suit. Okay, and his actions followed suit. Do you suppose he was standing up in front of all these people saying, I, I am, and only I am that spirit? No. No. Well, what, what do you think about that? What? Well, he also said, I am the light of the world. But he also said, you are the light of the world. Okay. All right. So you are the light of the world. He knew the, the divinity of everyone. Okay. He saw so that. He was grounded in that divinity in all of life, in all beings, and he could somehow see that in a time maybe prior to many of the people that he surrounded himself with. Okay. He was also encouraging people to see that in themselves. So he was encouraging people to see that in themselves. So rather than limiting and saying, worship me, perhaps attempting to empower people to find the divinity within themselves. Okay? great example rather than the great exception. Okay, the great example rather than the great exception. So what was Jesus' main message, if you could sum it up in a capsule, nutshell? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. For the Father and I are one, and you and I are one. Okay, so unity, oneness. Any other one-word synopsis synopses out there? Love. Okay. Love definitely was at the forefront. Love God before all else. With all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. But that's all? Just love God? And your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. There's a couple things in there. Who's your neighbor? Everybody. Everybody. Everything. Everything. Everyone we meet. Material world, perhaps. All humanity. However you want to look at that. It's not just the people that you like. <laughs> <laughs> or the people who like you. In fact, love your enemies was also in there. But that would signify love in action. That would signify love in action. Love as a verb, <laughs> as an active force. So that would require energy. So love is energy. So love is energy. Nice. So he lived as an example of love in action, as that energy of love on the planet, in service to something greater than himself, which he called the Father among other things. So with that in mind, 
What do you think he might have meant? And there isn't one translation, by the way. So when somebody speaks and somebody else speaks, and come into my classes, you're going to hear there are no wrong answers. Okay? So I'm not looking for any particular thing. I'm looking for the wisdom that is in this room, in this space. With that in mind, what do you think he might have meant by, I am the bread of life? Knowing your divinity is what the, is what sustains us. Okay, so knowing your, my, our divinity is what sustains us. Okay. I think the bread is supply. Okay, the bread is supply. The nourishment. Okay. I think it's also a metaphor for his teaching. Okay, so a metaphor for his teaching. That which I bring to you will sustain you and nourish you. So maybe bread could be thought. Okay, bread could be thought. Food for thought. <laughs> and as bread sustains physical life, so does this spiritual food that I offer you, so does love, God the Father as love, sustain you when you are aware that you have access to it and when you live and act and practice from that love. Some refer to Jesus as a, a representation or an example, an expression of the Christ consciousness that lives in each of us come to form on the planet. How about, I am the light of the world? I am meaning God, his Father, or the, the all that is, mm -hmm. is everything. That's okay. the light. It's, yeah. So God, by whatever name you call it, spirit, field of infinite intelligence, is all that is. Everything else is an expression of that, a creation of that. Again, there's the metaphor of uh, darkness as lack of understanding, okay. or lack of wisdom, and I am the light of the world. I've, I've come to dispel the darkness, the, okay. the misunderstandings. Come to help you dispel the misunderstandings that you've carried. and to gain in understanding about what is true and what is real within yourself and everyone else. And the darkness included fear and, and okay. all the negative emotions as well. Right. Misunderstandings. So dispelling fear. I've heard it taught that you can either be standing in fear or you can be standing in love but you cannot be doing both at the same time. And so if he's teaching love as a way of being, then by its very nature, he's dispelling the need for any fear. I'm thinking that his idea was the awakening of that divinity within, that okay. light shedding on that divinity within. It's a recognition and acceptance 
Okay. So allowing. recognition and acceptance and allowing that divine light that's already in there to find its way out into the world. And perhaps to live as an example of one way that that can look for other people to have something to, to follow, to look at. How about, I am the door of the sheep. Heard that one before. Yeah. Neither have I. <laughs> we have to define what sheep means. Okay. What do you think sheep could stand for? Innocence. Okay. Could be innocence. Mankind. Okay. Mankind. I've heard uh, a herd of sheep can be a, a metaphor for our uh, conscious thoughts, okay. conscious thought processes. So you could go to that sort of symbolic representation realm that could represent thoughts. The door keeps them under control. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the door keeps the, the thoughts under control or allows an opening for the uplifting, life-affirming, loving thoughts to move through. So what do sheep require in order to stay healthy and happy? A lot of attention. A lot of attention. <laughs> protection. A leader. Protection. Yeah. A leader. A shepherd. A shepherd. Okay. He does say, I am the good shepherd. So what about that one? How do we put those together? The door of the sheep, I am the good shepherd. What is the message here, or a potential message here? He's protecting us, He's watching out for us, and leading yeah. us. Okay. Who is? Jesus. Jesus is? Okay. Guiding. Guiding. The wisdom and divinity within. The wisdom and divinity within, our own Christ consciousness within, when we give it attention. Lots of attention, like you said. <laughs> when we feed it with life-affirming and healthy uh, information and media and interactions and relationships and... Okay. So I, I hear a lot of love still coming through this message. Live from love centered in good, centered in God, as, as I do, he might have said or been saying. And if you do, that will self-regulate, that door will keep everything where it needs to be. You know, it'll provide a way for the light to shine through. It'll also provide a way to keep that life-denying stuff under wraps until you have a better handle on it, until you allow that Christ consciousness to do some work in you. How about, I am the resurrection and the life? He said that before the crucifixion. He said it before the crucifixion, yes. So what in the world was that? An uplifting of thought, a change in attitude. Okay. An uplifting of thought, a changing of attitude. 
There is no death. There is no death. That the physical life is in, in body, but there is life beyond that. I kind of take that as I have rebuilt my life and so can you. I have rebuilt my life and so can you. Your true of that Christ consciousness mm -hmm. that rebuilds or transforms to bring into a higher okay. level of understanding and action. So it's the surrender or the release into that Christ consciousness, that God energy, the spirit, whatever you want to call it. That when you get your human self out of the way, then you can be lifted up to a higher state of consciousness, a, diff, a, a higher way of living and being. And again, for me, I always, I honor Jesus in many ways. It is my primary path. But I also see this, you know, this teacher as an example whether you are uh, Christian as your practice or, or not, uh, a master teacher who had a lot to share, a lot of lessons to share. I think you would also have said, especially if he's saying this right before, um, the crucifixion on the cross, yes. Uh -huh. I think you would also have said there's never too late. It's never too late. Yeah. Because it's likely from, from the scholarship that I've read that he knew he had a really strong sense of what was coming. So I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is starting to sound similar, right? Almost like he had a message, and he was looking for many different ways to get in, you know, to speak to many different people. This is why he used parables, I would guess, is that the people he was speaking to could understand allegories, stories to relate to their daily lives. And it was not threatening. It was not threatening. It was from them. They could yeah. see it outside of themselves. Yeah. Also, too, if you hear things in story form and they catch your interest more, mm -hmm. you'll, remember, you'll remember it better. Okay, so, yeah, they're memorable that way. So, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I think what he was saying, or was, I can do this, so can you. Okay, I can do this. This is so not can something you. I'm asking you to do. I haven't done myself. Okay, good. What if we look back at I am again as the God within? I am the way, the truth, and the life. That sounds a lot to me like God is all that is. It's 
Any question you have, take it right back. Take it inside. Because it's within you, the answers are always available. I am the true vine. That one's a little different. True sustenance. It's your sustenance, again. When you're, huh? Go, go ahead. That connection to that okay. ultimate inner source. Connection to the ultimate inner source. Rooted in spirit. Where your growth comes from. Where the growth comes from. Where the growth comes from. Okay, so you connect yourself to that spirit within you and you're allowed to bloom and grow. It causes you to bloom and grow. Sometimes when you fight it too much, you're thrown into situations where you're forced to bloom and grow. Yeah. Yeah. That Christ consciousness is the doorway to that okay. source, that connection to Christ, that root. Christ consciousness could be seen as the doorway to that root. So this all sounds, oh, go ahead. Well, we talk about Christ consciousness, and a lot of times I think that's how that may, it gets misunderstood that the only way is through Christ, but each one of us has Christ consciousness. Right. And so the way is through each one of us. I think that people, from my opinion, this is only my perception, is that there are some mistaken thoughts about Jesus wanting to be worshiped and followed as the only way to find your own connection with God and I just you know not sure that that's what he was doing at all and who, who am I but that's just I'm not sure about that I think that we could take a look at this from some different angles and we might find more common threads in our belief systems and in our ability to to tap into actually the religion of our culture because we have many religions in our culture and we have spiritual paths of all kinds but we can't deny that that Christianity is deeply rooted and running through our culture and so if we don't find some way to identify with it to make peace with it if we have had trouble to fall in love with it again should we choose to want to do that um, or at least to not judge it as we move on to whatever path calls us. This is what we're about here, is each person being allowed to come to their own understanding of spirit. But in my past, I interacted with people, places, that were almost phobic around Christianity, and I think that's very unhealthy, too. We changed the wording to, instead of Christ consciousness, and inner wisdom rooted mm -hmm. in spirit. Inner wisdom rooted in spirit. Yeah. You know, we have people from all kinds of backgrounds, even just in this room, and then we have many others who are not here today, and then others who come and go, and we're very diverse in our belief systems, but one thing we share in common is that we've all been part of this culture as we've been raised. 
So we all have some kind of a relationship to Christianity. Yeah? yeah. Uh-huh. It may be a peaceful and happy relationship where we're very content with it. It may be a very uh, abrasive relationship where we have not come to peace with it yet. But we all have some kind of relationship with it. And so finding where we stand and maybe exploring, that's what our metaphysical Bible circle every week is about, exploring different ways of understanding this sacred teaching. I think our culture uh, emphasizes that it has to be all or nothing, and right. we end up throwing the baby out with the bathwater instead of right. just saying, okay, these are the parts of Christianity, or these are the parts of Judaism, or these are the parts of Islam that resonate with me, so I'm right. going to hang on to those, yeah. you know, and, and let go of the stuff that mm -hmm. was probably not true and, and was meant to hurt. I was born and raised Catholic, and I really got confused because I, I studied every religion there is that was in Christianity. And then when I came to a place where I met Buddha and listened to his teaching, you can just put them together. Jesus and Buddha are they saying the same thing, just in different words. Right, different. It's still the same. Christ consciousness, Buddha consciousness, nature, God yeah. consciousness, it's all the same. It's people that say, this is what I want and this is wrong, and it's all God. That's what Amen. I found. <laughs> That's Amen. what I found. <laughs> okay. So this sounds, you know, it sounds like a really positive message that was being offered. Why was it so unpopular? I mean, in his time with, you know, what happened, ultimately, why was it so unpopular? He's teaching love. Because what I found is we're taught so many things, and a lot of times we pick a religion, not because we've chosen it. Our parents chose it for us. Okay. And then we hook, line, and sinker into that. And when something comes along that says anything different, mm -hmm. then it rubs against what we already know, and it's not believable. Okay. So was he teaching something different in his own culture from his own immediate circle of community? He was teaching the opposite of power and control. Right. He was teaching the opposite of power and control. Putting the power back to the people and taking it away from them. Okay. Taking it away from the politicians and the priests, well, those was, in the temple. He was teaching what, what Moses brought. Yes. Um, that had been corrupted. Right. So Moses had it straight. And sometime between there and here, when Jesus comes into the picture, corruption had taken root and was going like crazy. Well, when he walks in there and tosses out the money, the money makers, that's not going with the beliefs of the day. And that's often, that could be a whole Sunday, so I'm not going to go there. That's also often, I think, probably understood in some ways that might not be totally accurate, but he certainly was making a point when he came through the door. So 
he was unpopular because the politicians and the priests both saw him perhaps as a threat. Big threat. To their power structure yes. as it was. He was basically saying, come on people, this is what Moses taught, let's walk our talk here, right? Have you ever been the one to walk in and tell somebody, even lovingly and gently, to please walk their talk? <laughs> Doesn't work very well. How popular were you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I think sometimes we're resistant to the personal responsibility aspect of all of that. Okay. Yeah. Because one would have to accept responsibility for the thought, word, and deed. And sometimes mm. it's very much easier to follow somebody else so you don't say, well, they told me to do this or I'm supposed to do that. Right. Rather than yeah. this internal responsibility. Right. Standing in our own spiritual authority, which also implies responsibility. Right. And that can be hard to do sometimes, to be completely responsible. I mean, we all have lost our temper or thrown words out there or done things that we later regretted. At least I can speak for me. I'm assuming we've all had at least one experience like that. It's yeah. easier to barbecue a dove at the altar than uh, actually take responsibility. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Jesus himself threw a table. He was angry. Right. He, he got angry. That's right. Yeah. It's really easy for people, and me, when I was where I was before, mm -hmm. say, oh, Jesus is going to save me. I don't have to do anything. Right. <laughs> Just accept him as my personal Savior, and I'm done. <laughs> and that's not the way it right. works. So that can happen. <laughs> it does happen at, at times. All right, so this is a great conversation, and I hope that over time, you know, we bring in opportunities to keep the conversation. Well, I know we have an ongoing weekly conversation. If you ever want to join in, we're not in the New Testament yet. We're still, oh, we finished Lamentations. We did. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, yeah, yay. Yeah. Well, woe is me. Woe is me, yes. But join us any Thursday at 3. Um, we really do have a good time delving into different understandings. It's time to bring our conversation to a close today. But first, there's one more thing I want to talk about because I think it's really important. The words, I am, I believe that those are two of the most powerful words in our language. And we all use them all the time. Why are they powerful words? Because we're God. Okay, because we're God. Because we're telling ourselves and each part of ourselves that this is what I am. Okay, so we're so making a proclamation here, right? That's right, it needs to be positive. So we're, we're making a statement about who we are. We're identifying with a particular trait or quality or way of being. We identify with whatever follows I am. So, which I am statements do you find yourself making? <laughs> I am well, thank you. I am living the good life. I am in bliss. Walking in bliss. Or, oh, I'm tired. 
I'm not feeling so well today. I'm really worried. Ugh, I'm sore. Which I one? am sick and tired. I am <laughs> sick and tired. Because whatever follows I am is likely to be your experience. It may or may not change the physical reality around you, but it is going to adjust your experience to align with more and more deeply whatever you're proclaiming for yourself. So I was looking up some different teachers and I found a clip of Swami Sachidananda. He was using humor to point out how we identify with what follows I am. <coughs> he warns that with identification each negative word creates a dent in your eye. <laughs> I went, okay. If you, not your eye, but your eye. Yes, a dent in your eye. If you release yourself from all these dents by choosing your word carefully, he says, you are free. This is the meaning of salvation or moksha, releasing yourself from your identification. So there's one perspective. There's an Indian teacher named Shivani Verma, and she warns that whatever language you use, that is your destiny. Whatever, you lang whatever language you use, that is your destiny. She raises our awareness to an even greater degree to what she calls becoming aware of abusive language. Language that is either self-abusive or abusive to other people. It's so easy, she says, to pick it up from the media, from friends, and other forms of cultural exposure. She warns, and I think we know that this is true, that all language is creative. That every line and every word is a powerful seed. She advises that in addition to watching what follows I am, okay, you got your homework, you got your pencil ready? That we take care of our environmental influences. What we take in, needs to be pure. When people are talking negatively about other people or about anything else, we can gently withdraw from the conversation, not take part. Do not participate. She reminds us that there is no such thing as harmless gossip. There's no such thing as harmless words unless they're beneficial words, uplifting words. That gossip and negativity in conversation is toxic to our minds and our lives. So she just suggests we don't consume low vibration conversation <laughs> in any form. This includes media, social media, and the people around us. Okay, this is a big assignment. She goes further than this. Monitor your music, your comedy, or humor, television shows, movies, books. She reminds us that the media is making a business 
It's making money out of our addictions. We are the creators of our world. Entertainment should empower. It should leave you feeling lighter and happy. She says that the world serves it all up on a platter. And we get to choose. So again, we already know this. But reminders are not a bad thing. Yet we find ourselves engaging in life-denying conversations. At least, I try not to, but it, it presents itself. And self-talk. That probably, for me, comes up even more often than conversations about other people. How do we break the habit? How do we break the habit? Paying attention to those thoughts. Okay. Mindfulness. Paying attention to our thoughts. Being mindful. And everything starts with a thought, and a thought can be changed. Okay, everything starts with a thought, and a thought can be changed. And when you notice you're doing it, I remember when I when I first got into this, I I would indulge myself. I I'm, I know I'm complaining, but I'm gonna I'm gonna mm -hmm. indulge myself a little. No, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Yeah. And you can choose. <clears throat> you might not be able to naturally quickly choose that first thought because right. it's sometimes yeah. it's. They ingrained in us, but yeah. you can choose the second thought. You can say, right. on second thought, yeah. and then ch and decide what you're going to proclaim right. instead. Yeah. That's, that's the meaning of the term repent. Think that's, again. That's right. Think again. <laughs> Turn around. Turn your thinking around. <coughs> so any habit can be broken by replacing it with another, better, more life-affirming habit. But th that takes... Persistence. Persistence. It's a good one. Personal what else? Personal practice. Responsibility. Personal responsibility. Practice. All of those. <laughs> yes. And a commitment to it. And a commitment to it. Yeah. It does. The more you practice, the more persistence you have around it, the more committed you are, the more deeply you connect with the spirit within you, the more purely you set your intentions, the more powerfully and positively does your word set out to create goodness in your life and in the world. So join me in this knowing, going deep into the stillness for a moment as we close together in prayer. Settling into the depth of the I am. The word self has two meanings. One is limited physical being with certain attributes and attainments. The limited fragmentary self. The other is the spiritual being, the infinite whole self, the I am. I am not only my body. I am not only my mind. I am a soul who has a body and a mind. To live from the soul means to be all that I am. Sacred soul, as I hear your voice more clearly, I know the truth of who I am.
I am invoking your presence and intelligence right here, right now, to speak to me, to speak through me. I am courageously choosing to expand my consciousness and open my heart to live as the authentic expression of divinity that I am. I am the light of wisdom, the light of consciousness, the light of the heart. I am a powerful co-creator of life. And the more I listen within, the truer is my guidance. I am in inviting intuition to speak through my body, my mind, and my emotions as I move through my life day by day. I am listening deeply listening with all of my senses to the still small voice that guides me, the voice of the divine. I am willing to give of myself lovingly and generously as I share the gifts that are uniquely mine to give. I am willing to receive with gratitude as life's blessings are showered upon me. And so sensing and knowing the power of my word, of prayer, I release this now to the presence that receives it, responding in kind, and I am truly blessed. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for such a lively conversation. I'm really enjoying these conversations that we're having. Do you enjoy these conversations? You keep coming back. We're, gr we're growing. We're growing. Yay. All right, so we have uh, opportunity today. I invite you to, to hang out through our, um, our, our offertory. There's some great music. We're going to play a video today. I haven't played any Crowder yet here. It's one of my favorites, so we're going to celebrate with some music. But we invite you to join in celebration of the work that we're doing by offering of your financial gifts, should you choose to do so. Uh, it supports our community in supporting our greater community. So if you're at home, you can go to mysticheart.org to find a donate button or a mailing address. We also have a gracious giving program if you're interested in making a monthly commitment of any size. Um, there's information online or you can talk to one of us about that. So as we move into the time of giving, holding these words close to our hearts that appear on the screen here, and knowing how much we truly appreciate your gifts, your time, your talent, your skills, your treasure, your love, participation, all of it. <coughs> As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. 
I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. Amen. Crowder and I am. There's no space that his love can reach There's no place that we can't find peace There's no end to amazing grace Take me with your arms spread wide Take me like an orphan child
I am deeply grateful for each and every donation for today, for each and every bit of energy that each person brings in here. I am deeply grateful for each person's contribution to making up this, these two services. Starting from the people who clean beforehand to the ones who clean up after. And let's not mention all that delicious food waiting for us. And so thank you for the contributions to help that help us continue to do our work throughout the community. And I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. And I would. All right. Here we go. Love be with you today and always. All together, hand in hand, we see the life we take a stand and we are changing. A whole new life for you and me. Take your past and set it free and share this blessing. Love be with you, peace unfold you, spirit lift you, breathe it in. Truth come through you, make good flow to you, let joy renew you. Sunday. Hope you join us for lunch if you